0: Mark the end of one era, and mark the beginning of another, T-E-T-C.
1: The End Times Continue.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to The End Times Continue, recording on this the 18th of December. Oi, howdy. (laughs) How, how, uh, fucking, the thing fired off so weird the first time, I don't know why. Uh, I am Dino, and you are. I am Ace, welcome. Man, it finally got cold here, well, colder. Oh, yeah? Yes. (laughs) And it is a, uh, it is not fun. What's the temperature out, uh, or what has it been? It's been in the 50s today. Oh. Hearing that's, that up here in Maine, I know, like,
2: oh, that's that's cute. I know, that's I know. Nice.
0: <laughs> baby's first Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, it's not actually <laughs> cold. I'm aware, but it's all, but that is yeah, that is no. chilly for for around here. Um, yeah. and what's great is my AC hasn't kicked on all day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't had to switch it to heat that's good it's the there perfect temperature yeah. inside when it's when it's that temperature outside i, I agree yeah yeah it, it's a, it's a good range yeah it's it's <laughs> it hovers at like 60 65 67 kind of in there yeah. so i'm i'm enjoying it i'm having a fun time i'm sure it's been cold for many weeks where you are
2: yeah it, it's kind of unfortunate because like i i don't mind the cold but around this time of year i'd at least like to have some snow uh but it oh, hasn't yeah. snowed much here. It's been kind of like rain and drizzle, uh, which is just like, eh. Not what I want from this time of year.
0: Yeah, I understand. As we approach yeah. as as we start to approach I just got my schedule for uh I went up and I spoke to uh the bar prep people at the school and I mm-hmm. uh I got my schedule for bar prep and my next three weeks is uh
1: Oh, <laughs> oh boy <laughs>
0: and it's just studying for yeah, the multiple choice that. that's just studying for the multiple choice portion that's not studying any oh, or for mpts <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it is uh it yeah. is uh it's gonna be yeah i'm i'm kind of fucked a little bit merry christmas and happy new year Here i you know go. right i'm already yeah. behind <laughs> yeah um okay so wow things have happened
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into like the Twitter argument. I, I was engaged in a Twitter argument. Um, and like whenever I'm engaged in an argument that lasts more than a day, I lose all sense of time and identity um, <laughs> for a, a while. And um, Some sometimes it hole. feels like I, yeah, no, it feels like I've been in this art in an argument for months, but it's only been like two days. So it feels like it's been a month since our last show. That's how like, that's just oh, how really? it works
0: for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a, uh, holy fuck. Um, I'm sorry. What's up? Holy shit. Elon Musk tweeted 46 minutes ago. Should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. Yes, no. Oh, shit. Yes is winning. 57 to
2: 42. I don't know how I should vote unless I know who the next guy
0: is, who the next person. Right. I know. I voted. No, I've had more fun with on Twitter, like since he took over then. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. There was the, uh, there was the Thursday night mask. I'm sorry. I totally derailed us, but that was just, no, I was yeah, shocked to see that. Um, <laughs> uh, there was the Thursday night massacre. No, oh, the journalists. <laughs> yeah, the fucking journalists. It was being compared to Kristallnacht. Like five <laughs> or six journalists lost their accounts. Incredible. That's Kristallnacht now.
2: <laughs> their own personal nine eleven.
0: Yeah, right. I was so fucking, dude. I was ah. Uh, ah. Uh, uh.
2: Here's a funny tweet about that. I linked it in uh, in the DM. It, right. says, uh, it, it says, a few days ago, Twitter lost nine dr- blink of an eye, and the world just fucking watched. Yeah. And it's and it, it, and it links, um, uh, it's a picture of the Thursday Night Massacre on Twitter, or on uh, Wikipedia. They, they've they documented it on Wikipedia already.
0: And, as the Thursday then, Night Massacre!
2: Yeah, as the Thursday Night Massacre. And, and then it's another picture of the original Modern War 2. Spoilers of when uh, Shepard kills Ghost. <laughs> uh, to, say, to say that these people just got executed, <laughs> essentially. Uh, <laughs> It's really, really, it's a funny tweet, but it's just like people poking fun. It's just really hilarious.
0: Well, they they even stole the name. They, they even stole the name from like a journalistic related thing. Like this is how fucking uh-huh. I hate these people. They they stole the name from the night that uh, Nixon fired something like 12 AGs just going down the line until he mm-hmm. found one who would do what he wanted. That was the something Uh night massacre. I can't remember if it's, I can't remember what the actual day of the week is, but like they took that nomenclature. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just like, I, you really, really are fucking self-important. Are you? Oh yeah. I hate these people. Yeah. And then the conversation around it where people are just like, man, you know, uh, I think it was Taylor Lorenz who said like Twitter's, um, uh, Twitter's mods have, or Twitter's moderation policies have always been very transparent. It's like, what? Uh, yeah, that's,
2: that's like, you know, there's no better example of people being sitting in the ivory tower looking down at all the peasants like, oh, everything seems fair to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, hmm.
0: Oh, man. Um, there's also this is something that. Look, man, this is one of the funniest things that's happened in a long time. And I tweeted about it, and I was like, "I'm trying to make a joke about this, but I can't think of anything funnier than the premise." Oh yeah, yeah, I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, uh, Donald Trump is selling NFTs. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> for a hundred bucks <laughs> do a piece. You have,
2: do you have the video I linked you on I that do. on his uh, announcement. I do. Okay, okay, yeah, this is uh, this is an incredible, incredible video. Here, it'll take me just a second to get it pulled up, but I, I was. I, I I think someone mentioned uh that uh it's like it, it's like waking up at 3 a.m. to an infomercial on TV. Yes. <laughs> it it is exactly like that.
0: Alright. Uh it should fire off. It's gonna fire off in a at an undetermined time because it's loading. So here it goes. We're spinning. Things are spinning. Okay. Yeah, things are still spinning. One Mississippi, two <laughs> Mississippi, three okay. Mississippi. I think it's about to go. There we go.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Trump. Hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. It's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump digital cards just like a baseball card or other collectibles. Here's one of the best parts. Each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes, like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize, but it's what we have. Or golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses, and they are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one meeting, autographing memorabilia, and so much more. We're doing a lot. My official Trump Digital (laughs) Trading Cards are $99, which doesn't sound like very much for what you're getting. Buy one and you will join a very exclusive community. It's my community. And I think it's something you're going to like and you're going (laughs) to like it a lot. They also make perfect gifts. So you can buy them with your credit card or crypto. All you need is an email address. Go to collecttrumpcards.com and buy your Trump digital trading cards right now before they are all gone, and they will be gone. This is my first official Trump trading card NFT collection, and you get a chance to meet me. Go to collecttrumpcards.com right now, Holy and shit, remember, is an infomercial. Christmas is coming, yeah. and this makes a great Christmas gift. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit.
2: <laughs> how the uh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know what? I was thinking about this. I don't think this is too far off from how Trump would have acted pre-presidential run. Like no. I can see Trump Prior to his presidential run doing this. Yes, uh, I, cu- I could too. But it's just funny to think about. He just uh, wouldn't have the
0: people to grift before he, right, exactly. like, the only difference is the community's there to support it. Exactly. and uh, But it is funny
2: to imagine, like, a, a president having an infomercial selling NFT digital trading card. It is hilarious.
0: Hey, the Baked Alaska tweeted, I can't believe I'm going to jail for an yeah. NFT salesman.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is really funny. You oh remember? You remember when you, you you remember, you remember when the uh the the post libertarians <laughs> and everybody were saying he's the next Caesar. <laughs> right, yeah, they at him your Caesar.
1: <laughs> Fucking regards. <laughs> 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 okay
0: god i can't think of a joke that's funnier than what
2: happened right exactly it's like it's not fair Real you know uh like irony and, and like you know fiction is supposed to be funnier than reality but it just can't compete like you just can't compete with uh with what's going on
0: oh my god i don't know what i just don't i i'm yeah. i have a i have a certain level of uh
2: Amazement! You were saying Caesar remind me of like uh, Et two Brutus? But it's uh, like him with the holding his NFP card, <laughs> or, or like holding a picture of his digital, his digital. Playing.
0: Oh my god! He he is he, he is he is exactly what he needs to be, man. I love this. I love this. Yeah, his.
2: yeah, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> I can't. I I just. Wait. I I don't. Uh,
2: oh man, what what were you gonna say? I'm sorry. Oh uh, no, saying. Speaking of base things that Trump has done, uh, his organization allegedly committed tax fraud. Uh, have you have you looked into that at Which all? Which
0: organization?
2: The Trump Organization. Really? Tax fraud. Apparently. Oh yeah, I I, uh, I should have linked it. I uh, hang on. Apparently, I don't know. I I just glanced at it. But oh
0: can, yeah, uh, here it is. Uh, Trump's yeah. company found guilty of criminal tax fraud. Jury in Manhattan found the former president of Trump guilty of long-running criminal tax fraud scheme. Uh, da da, da. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, In a statement, the Trump organization criticized the verdict and promised to appeal, arguing that the blame should fall on the company's executives and not on the firm itself. Uh, the notion that the company could be held responsible for an employee's actions uh, to benefit themselves on their own personal tax returns is simply preposterous. Okay, so I don't know what the facts are about this. I don't know what they. Yeah, I don't know what they what they allegedly it, did. It strikes
2: me as they're trying to get him on tag. They, the good old sick. They're trying to get him on the good old classic of
0: tax fraud. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But A they only made it stick Capone. to the company. Like they didn't bring it against him. Right. It doesn't seem. So it's it, that's that's very odd. Yeah, that's very odd to me. Um, I'm trying to find. I'm. I'm I can't find a, a section on the facts in yeah. this story. Uh, yeah, yeah I should have wow. linked it before. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. Um, that is interesting. December sixth yeah. is when this story was last updated. Yep Uh, wow, I didn't know that. I, I don't. I don't know if
2: you feel differently, but for me, like, I don't feel the same buzz around Trump running. Like, Trump announced he's running again. Yeah, but I don't feel the same buzz around it that I did like the first time he ran, which is to be expected, you know. And I mean, sure. like, obviously, you know, the first time is gonna be uh, more, you know, what the fuck uh, than this time. But I, I don't know. Maybe again, I don't hang out around like maga circles at all. Um, but I just don't feel the energy um, that I did like that I like passively experienced the first time. Like I'm huh. not. Sure, I, I don't know how many people are actually. You know what I
0: mean? Like I don't know how many. Excited, excited for Trump to run again I, It doesn't seem like there's much It doesn't seem like there's very much at all I think a lot of lessons were learned I think the It seems to me that there hasn't been as much Coverage from the Democratic establishment Including the media mm-hmm. um, About him uh, And I say that Knowing it sounds ridiculous Because they talk about him all the goddamn time but But not as much as 2015 you know what I mean Right Yes, um, yep, absolutely. So, so it seems to me like there were a lot of lessons learned, and even from the Republicans, where it seems like n- none of the Republican establishment is platforming him. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that the Hillary Clinton strategy uh, for was to try to promote Trump uh, because he seemed like a buffoon as right. the Republican frontrunner, and then because she thought he would be the easiest one to beat. Uh,
0: and well, we all know how that turned out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I do think they probably did learn a lesson. It seems like that. It seems to me. I mean, I haven't even seen him appear anywhere really. Like the media is kind of yeah. freezing him out. It, and and here's the thing: the Republicans have experience doing this. If you remember, there's a classic video out there of Ron Paul polling in like yes. second place. Yep. Uh, on and they go first, poll, third, and they go first and third. <laughs> they they mention first and third. They just first. skip back, skip skip by Ron Paul yeah. entirely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a
2: classic uh, John Stewart clip on Comedy Central. He's yep. like, where the fuck is second? <laughs> what yeah. happened to second?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so the Republican yeah. Party knows how to freeze people out. The Republican establishment oh, yeah. knows how to freeze people out. And and it seems it oh, yeah. seems to me and that they they're freezing Trump out. Oh, 100%. They don't want Trump again. Not at all. Um,
2: and also, uh, you know, also, if you're a Republican or if you were a MAGA person, there's a very good uh, reason why Should not uh support trump ever again and i I think one of the like worst things was when trump threw all those people on january 6th under the bus like right after january 6th happened now sure you could give me some like real politic answer about like why that was the most prudential thing for him to say but it's like he threw his base under the bus after they came out at his request uh to the capitol building uh it
0: just threw them under the bus completely absolutely Absolutely. He's not a and now he's And now he's selling NFTs. Now he's now asking he's, for money. Yes, for he's NFT. bilking them with NFTs now. Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you possibly how do you possibly support him after he's selling you yeah. NFTs? Right, exactly. <laughs> like, like, you know, the
2: uh killing people in the Middle East, uh, you know, uh his <laughs> All that shit, very bad. But he's selling you NFTs. You have yeah. to draw the line. No somewhere. greater sin. No greater sin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to like, uh, you know, just put a line in the sand somewhere, and that's a good place to put it. NFTs. No, you will. You
0: will not buy them. Jesus, I, I can't. I just can't comprehend it. I, it it yeah. it leaves me. I am. I am aghast. I am. Yes. I am speechless at the at the audacity <laughs> Yeah. I just, I can't <laughs> It's hard it's hard to comprehend. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Digital trading cards Jesus <laughs> oh god yeah. is this your king is this, your is king? this where, <laughs> where is your god king now <laughs>
2: you land on planet earth and you ask to take me to your leader and they hold up a picture of the trump trading card which is him in the like in the
0: superhero costume <laughs> they, they sold out almost immediately at 100 bucks a pop dude oh my god i know i know you know what
2: I don't mind people losing their money. I think if you, you know, there are certain times I was like, yes, I'm glad you lost your money. Uh, <laughs> and that is one of those reasons
0: why. Like, yeah, sure. Sorry, I was typing <laughs> yeah. and I had to mute myself. No, you're um, fine. Because no, you're I was fine. trying to find a, uh, I was trying to find a tweet Um. Here, I think if I search... Cause it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. Here, I'll have to go by latest. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I found it. It's from G-Man. Um, rip to the long-suffering Gen Xers coming home for Christmas and getting blindsided by, quote, help me figure out how to look at my Trump nifties. Hmm? <laughs> Ah! How do I open this PDF? (laughs) Oh Uh, my god! My Trump NFTs killed me. That's the uh, uh,
2: dystopian apocalypse we're headed towards, where it's like we're going to be seeing they're trading using Bitcoin to trade NFT Trump cards,
1: sitting around. Oh
0: yeah. all right so uh yeah, man CEO of Twitter is trending and vote yes is trending Who boy And <laughs> holy shit the vote.gov banner is on the vote yes trend It's like wow. I think Twitter thinks it's about like the Twitter the algorithm thinks it's about uh <laughs> it's about um like actually voting oh, That's funny <laughs> it is. Uh it might be a more important election. This might be the most important election oh. of our lifetime. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, for real, yeah. <laughs> um and actually there there's there might I I don't know, there might be some truth to that because uh the Twitter files stuff that the media has kind of backed themselves into a corner on it, I think. Mm-hmm. Because they they are dedicated to the it's a nothing burger narrative. Right, the problem with that is not is it's not it's just not a nothing burger mhm- there's there's real shit that's coming out based on this information, not the least of which being the f b i was making moderation decisions for twitter right that's kind of the biggest it's, deal it's, it's a difference
2: between like again, I think we talked about this last episode or an episode, but it's it's like uh just because it might be things we expected doesn't mean it's not it's not anything at all right Uh, right like just because our expectations were uh you know it's not uh you know anything well i mean you know it is something right this is obviously a, a, a an explicit thing of what we thought was going on so there is something there to that extent but it's also like yeah, just because it's it's mostly what we kind of thought the whole time doesn't mean that it's just there's nothing to it at all. Um, right. And they're trying to downplay it by saying that.
0: Well, I think the major reason I think that they've that they've backed themselves into a corner on this is because I see this as uh, legally actionable and given mm-hmm. given the government infringe the 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 case law around government infringing on constitutional rights using liability shields given to private corporations as a cover. I think this is a direct violation of the first amendment and the government will lose a lawsuit based on this. Mm, okay. Because there's, there is, there is a case law around this kind of thing, um, creating a liability shield. I believe there's one regarding railroads. There was something that the government was asking the railroads to do and they had created a liability shield for the railroads and section 230 is a liability shield for these companies so they can't get sued for moderating so to uh, section 230 part uh, mm. uh i think it's 2c um that part of that of the statute creates a liability shield where you cannot sue for moderation decisions and uh-huh. so the creation of that liability shield and then going behind twitter and telling twitter remove this content
1: mm-hmm. is
0: the same thing as going behind the railroads and telling them to do something when, when you've created a liability shield for that action for them. Mm, right. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there is case law on this and, and the thing that that's going to be the thing that I think, let's, let's talk about this a little more first. Um. Okay. So, uh, on this particular Twitter files thread, this is the part six thread from Matt Taibbi. Uh, it's, uh, tweet number 10. The Twitter files show something new. Agencies like the FBI and DHS regularly sending social media content to Twitter through multiple entry points pre-flagged for moderation. What stands out is the sheer quantity of reports from the government. Some are aggregated from public hotlines. An unanswered question, do agencies like the FBI and DHS do this in-house uh, uh, or farm it out, yada, yada, yada? Uh, hello, Twitter contacts is how it starts. The master canine quality of the FBI's relationship to Twitter comes through the, uh, this November t- 2022 email in which FBI San Francisco is notifying you it wants action on four accounts. And those accounts are linked. Um, it also, skipping down some, uh, there were joke accounts that the FBI was saying that these things need to be taken down. Um let's see if I can find the the, the 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 doctor I can't remember what her name is it's a it's a satire account. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Doctor something or other? Are you talking about Claire Foster? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh the FBI wanted Twitter to take down her stuff. <laughs> yeah, Claire Foster PhD. Um. anyone who cannot Uh. here we go this is a uh, <clears throat> I can just read that email uh, F- uh. hello twitter contacts FBI San Francisco is notifying you of the below account activities which may uh, potentially constitute violations of Twitter's terms of service for any action or inaction deemed inappropriate within twitter policy here, that's covering your ass language that's just saying like hey the yeah. FBI is just letting you guys know that this might violate your terms of service and you uh-huh. might want to make the right. independent awesome. decision right. to moderate right yeah uh thank you catherine uh the the first one is something else and then the second one is claire foster phd claimed in her post that she is a ballot counter in her state and in additional post states quote for every negative comment on this post i'm adding another vote for the democrats and quote if you're not wearing a mask i'm not counting your vote (laughs) (laughs) private sector engagement squad fbi san francisco so that's the kind of emails that twitter was getting Mm mm-hmm What I think is going to be the the real sort of telling thing is going to be if they were stupid enough to put what the relationship actually was in writing anywhere, Mm -hmm. because Joel Roth was having meetings with them on like a weekly or monthly basis at different times. And so they were meeting and talking to one another, speaking to one another. And so in those conversations, you can have somebody say, or somebody at FBI say, yeah, so we're just going to send you stuff to take down. If you wouldn't mind taking that stuff down, that'd be great. And you'll often say, oh, sure, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do what we can. Absolutely. And that would establish the, like, the FBI is telling you what to do relationship. Right. But right. the cover your ass language in these tweets, kind of, it it, it it it's meant to imply that FBI is just, hey, you know, just letting you guys know, Uh, we thought this, like, it's a tweet report. <laughs> but just from the FBI and right into Twitter's inbox. You know what I mean? Mm, Right. So it's a, it's a, it is a if there's a smoking gun, if there's and a smoking gun in this case would be Twitter and the FBI exchanging communications, which explicitly place the FBI in control of Twitter's moderation decisions in some way. Like the FBI saying, uh, hey, take this, take, t- take stuff down when we ask you to, or, or even something a little less explicit than that, but it would have to actually place Twitter and the FBI in that kind of relationship. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. But I think, I, I, I think you could probably file a suit based on this alone, based on what's been revealed here alone. Mm hmm. Part of the problem is finding a uh, is finding a plaintiff, but anyone whose tweets are mentioned in these emails and were sus- and were taken yeah. down or got their account suspended as a result would it's be a problem. R- I want to say it's
2: really funny. Uh, because I, I see what I see what you're talking about. I saw what you're talking about. Uh, it's really funny to have someone who is like associated with like our in group, Claire Foster, I know. in that
0: tweet in that thing. That's really funny. It's really really funny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And there were a lot of those. There were a lot of like jokes that were that uh, the FBI was telling Twitter to take down. Things like um, things like people who were saying uh, there's the classic joke. And uh, I used to do this on Facebook. Even um, there's the classic joke where you say, make sure you get out there and vote on Wednesday. Uh huh. No, yeah. Wednesday is too late. Yeah. But that's the joke. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and there were like takedowns for that shit. and there was like a like billy baldwin was mentioned in it as well
2: like you gotta take oh, really? down stuff from billy
0: that. baldwin wow
2: yeah like you know i it, it wasn't surprising me that like uh the government was kind of like involved to some extent but i didn't really think that they would be involved uh, apparently some people they were even involved in like low follower accounts like they were talking yeah. about like the cats had really low followers I, that was kind of surprising to me because maybe i was just like uh maybe i just ignored this but i didn't think like i thought you know it made sense to me that if there was a really popular account or something they saw that they thought the government that was spreading uh, information about the government or saying things about the government that they didn't like I, I could imagine the government being like hey take that down or something like that in in, in, in like a backroom type way um, right. I didn't expect them to be like, you know, uh, talking like some shit poster Groyper account or something like that with 500 followers. He'd be Like, yeah, get, take that. Take that guy down. Take take him down. Uh, there's an account. <laughs> you know what I mean,
0: yeah, there's an account called Lexitola, which which at this point has uh, uh, 1,619 followers that's mentioned uh-huh. in this. And that's, that's a that's, thousand, 1,619 followers after being featured in Matt Taibbi's Twitter files thread. Right. So, so I, Dino files was a bigger account than that. Right. And that's, and the, and the FBI is specifically calling them out. Right. So it's one of those things that I, like I said, I think this is actionable. I think this is a violation of the first amendment. Um, and furthermore, if the relationship between the FBI and Twitter was such that the FBI was directing Twitter's moderation, um, mm-hmm. then I think the the, uh, the the precedent is clear, and the FBI has violated the First Amendment. Now now, whether you want to can call Twitter a legal state actor is a harder sell. Right, yeah, I agree. I, I personally don't have a problem with it. If your connection with the government is this fucking close, you may as well be a state actor. I don't get fucking emails from the FBI. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not as far as I know, anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to me, if, if your connection is with the government is such that the government can give you information on a thing and be like, uh, can you can you take this person off your website? Uh, maybe you're a state actor. I don't I wouldn't have a problem treating you as such, but it, it, in this case, I think it's a harder sell legally. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it also might run into problems where
2: um, like the, technically if the state tells you to do something by the law or something like that, and you follow through with that you could make the case that, well, aren't you uh, acting as an extension of the state by following through with that type of things? So I'm a little more. That's a harder sell for me uh particularly on that specific point sure but i can see why someone could make the case
0: for it well that's if it's the law here's the thing we also don't know what the conversations were on the back end this very well could be coerced behavior there could be there could be i mean look and and i think it i think it probably is at its core because the assumption of coercion
2: right right. like oh shit we don't do this they might you know uh, well because
0: actually to your point Ted who's on the House Judiciary Committee. Uh he says, uh, I'm on the House Judiciary Committee and have oversight over the FBI and you are lying. He says that to Matt Taibbi. Um Yeah. Uh but but you have a a a congressman going on Twitter and telling a journalist he is lying about the FBI's activities. Now, what he's saying that he's lying about specifically is um Matt Taibbi said in in a thread, he said, instead of chasing child sex predators or terrorists, the FBI has agents, lots of them, analyzing and mass flagging social media posts, uh, not as part of any criminal investigation, but as a permanent end in self-surveillance operation. People should not be OK with this. And the quote, uh, the, the lie, apparently, according to Ted Lieu, was uh, the FBI has lots of agents chasing child sex predators and terrorists. Please stop undermining and lying about federal law enforcement. It's like that wasn't the issue. That was what he said. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He that's he didn't say there were no agents going after those people. He just said that there were a lot of agents who, instead of doing that, were on Twitter flagging
0: posts. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So you have a connection that close to where a, 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 a member of the house of representatives is willing to go on Twitter and, and run fucking cover for the FBI like this. What's to say that if Twitter tells the FBI to eat shit, uh-huh. Um, they're they're eventually going to talk to like the FBI director. There's going to be, I mean, Yoel Roth. I I'm sure Yoel Roth had conversations with either the FBI director or people who who uh-huh. were within three degrees of the FBI director.
2: Right, right. So yeah, it could very much be like you know, it's like if the mafia comes to your town, and said you know, it, um, if you don't pay us, it'd be a real shame if something happened to your yeah, your place here. But then, while well, you could say that's not explicitly, there's not an explicit threat there. I think it's very safe to say that that is an implicit threat, that they're giving themselves plausible deniability in an explicit sense by saying what they're saying. Nice website
0: you got there. Sure would be a shame if someone regulated it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so, so instead of, instead of, uh, protection money, it's protection suspensions, where it's like you, you, you you will suspend the accounts that we tell you to suspend. You'll take down the tweets right. we tell you to take down. And as soon as you tell the FBI, eat shit, fuck you. No, I'm running my website the way I want to. Well, we'll see about that. Right. I, I, I'm 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 abs- I'm I'm sure that that is a possibility for what was going on behind yeah. the scenes. I'm positive. And I'm not even saying. And I'm not even saying that the people
2: on Twitter were anti FBI, or that they didn't will. Some of them didn't willingly go along with it. Sure. I still think the threat of coercion was probably still there. Oh yeah.
0: Even your Roth himself, I'm sure, is a massive fucking FBI simp. I'm sure. Oh yeah. But as far as like you know, people in control of the company, I I mean, that would be front of mind for me if the FBI came to my door and said we want you to do something. Right. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm running a company as big as Twitter and the FBI comes to my door and says we want you to do us a favor. I'm thinking do I get to tell these guys no? Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like can you can you
2: tell the mafia? Well, you can, but uh given their track record they're very likely to do something to you. Uh Mhm.
0: And they could they could really fuck Twitter up like they could they could pass a law that's very similar to oh, yeah. like the uh, the European privacy laws that have fucked up a lot of websites that are Europe that are Europe based. Oh, yeah, Um, they could they could they could really fuck up Twitter's day. Right. And have the support of the people in doing so because oh well, it's a privacy law. Don't you want that?
2: Right. Yeah, it's like.
0: This is the, the good thing law, and if you don't like it, then you don't like <laughs> exactly, the exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would absolutely share that concern. Yeah, But I, I did think that was interesting. Matt how you responded to Ted Lieu saying, uh, mm-hmm. being on that committee, you should know how many, I'm sorry, how much has been spent and how many DHS slash DOJ employees have been assigned to monitoring and flagging social media? Secondly, why is the FBI atta- uh, asking for, quote, location information about ordinary Americans and media outlets alike, uh, media outlets like right. RSB Network? What law enforcement objective is served by asking for Billy Baldwin's location information? And why is the FBI slash DHS in the business of analyzing and flagging social media content at all? When, the, uh, when were these programs and who approved them?
2: Right. All good questions.
0: All good questions. Elon Musk responded to that saying, Congressman Lou, were you aware of this program and did you approve it? Simple questions require simple answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he respond? Uh, uh, No, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) No, because the answer is either because the answer is either. No, I was not aware. and No, I did not approve it, which means the FBI was far beyond its mandate. Or the answer was, yes, I was aware. And yes, I did approve it. Meaning I'm a massive fucking douche.
2: Right. Either you're incompetent at your job uh, or uh,
0: you're complicit. Those are your options. Exactly. And I think those are the only real options like like it's not a false dichotomy. You either you either suck at oversight or you did this. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's the fucking price of power, man. You want to you want to be in that position where you can go on Twitter and say, I'm on the House Judiciary Committee, and it has oversight over the FBI. Well, what were you oversighting?
2: Yeah. Did you know about this? No. Then what what are you oversighting?
0: Yeah, it, it, you you can't. Yeah. I think your mic cut out there. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I I moved it a little bit. There we go. Oh, yeah, no. Right. It's like, what are you oversighting at that point, right? Like, yeah.
2: if that is, yeah. What wh- what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Overseeing, but I prefer to oversighting. overseeing. It's funnier. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I caught that too. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I, I'm, I just
0: I'm, know somebody yeah. listening is going to be like, overseeing you idiots. We know. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's funnier to say oversighting.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say oversighting it uh, multiple times just to piss that person off.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just I'm, I'm I'm amazed at here's here's what I think is good about this. There's also a supplemental thread here with other information about um about like Joel Ross involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh the task force demanded to know how Twitter came to its unpopular I'm sorry, uh uh, there's quite a bit of discussion within the USIC to get clarifications from your company, he wrote, referring to the United States intelligence community. The task force demanded to know how Twitter came to its unpopular conclusion. Oddly, it included a, a bibliography of public sources, including a Wall Street Journal article, attesting to the prevalence of foreign threats, as if to show Twitter that they got it wrong. Roth, receiving the questions, circulated them with, the, with other company executives and complained that he was, uh, quote, frankly perplexed by the requests here, which seemed more like something we'd get from a congressional committee than the Bureau. He added he was not, quote, comfortable with the Bureau and by extension, the IC demanding written answers. The idea of the FBI acting as a conduit for the intelligence community is interesting, given that uh, many agencies are barred from domestic operations. So the the possibility then here being that the CIA specifically is going through the FBI to get Twitter to take stuff down. Mm -hmm. The CIA doesn't get to operate on American soil.
2: Right, right. Supposedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ostensibly,
0: <laughs> Ross suggested they get on the phone with Elvis ASAP to try to straighten this out. Uh, to disabuse the agencies of any notion that state propaganda is not a thing on Twitter. This exchange is odd, among other things, because some of the bibliography materials cited the FITF uh, cited by the FITF are sourced to intelligence officials who, in turn, cited the public sources. Circular citation, though, is the thing the CIA does. Mm-hmm. Circular citation is very, very common. Circular citations one of the things that got us into into uh, Iraq. Right. It's the 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 CIA says a thing, a CIA related NGO. Okay, so what happens is a CIA related NGO says a thing, the CIA yeah. loops back to that thing, and then that NGO starts yeah. using the CIA to, to justify their right. position.
2: Right, and then it gives it credibility, even though it's just people talking uh, to each other and repeating the same shit.
0: Right. Right. It's 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 called uh, it's called circular reportage. I've heard it called,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where if somebody just says something, somebody else repeats it, and then the person who said it first looks to the second person they as said, a source. Yeah, and
2: then exactly yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then it goes around. Like that. That is a that is a very common tactic in the, in intelligence circles, and and mm-hmm. I don't know why nobody knows about it. I think it's because I think it's because people are like scared to to know that sure well it also
2: yeah it comes at a high cost oh you you know if you're just someone who goes with you know well you know the government makes some mistakes sometimes but overall it has our best interest at heart um if you believe that you know you can at least go through life uh fairly casually but if you believe that no these people hate you and they'll send your uh, sons and daughters to go die for for them um then you have to understand that you live under a sinister regime. And then
0: you have to kind of like walk with that knowledge every day. Right. Right. But it's the kind of thing that just like that, it's the kind of thing that gets us into a rock. Exactly. Where the intelligence, the the intelligence community can go. One of the things that, that um, has been described as happening is like, let's say for example, the FBI, the fbi mm-hmm. goes to for example the adl and these are just examples i'm i'm, I'm not being sarcastic I, yeah. I don't know that this in particular happens but i know the 80s that the adl is involved in this kind of thing which is like hate groups like defining yes. and, and doing write-ups on hate groups and building a database of hate groups well if the fbi goes to somebody at the adl and says hey there this thing this is a hate group let's say a, a black and gold flag a black and gold flag mm-hmm. is a hate symbol guys. You should do a write-up on the black and gold flag being a hate symbol. Okay, so the ADL goes and does a write-up on the black and gold flag being a hate symbol. And then in the next FBI briefing on hate groups, they reference that ADL piece they told them to write. Yep, exactly. And then the ADL is justified because the FBI says they're a hate group too. In those materials, that's how that works. Now again, I don't know about those specific organizations doing that specific thing. It's just an example. But... It, it it's a uh, it's I I don't know how Matt Taibbi stumbles on this and doesn't go into it. I guess is what I'm saying. There's no way Matt Taibbi doesn't know about right. circular reportage, right? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't I don't entirely trust Matt Taibbi either, either though. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I, yeah, that's fair.
2: I I think also like you know uh there's a certain type of like sometimes you'll have a certain report- uh whether they 're on the left or right, and they 'll report on a certain thing, and then'll they 'll attract other people who are interested in that certain thing, but a lot of the times they won 't have the same like incentive or they won 't have the same worldview um necessarily, and that sometimes uh the people who latch onto that reporting will kind of like uh put their put their own ideologies onto the reporter and think, "Oh, he must be just like me because yeah. he 's focusing on this problem that i 'm focusing on." Uh, I think that happens a lot. Absolutely. That is a lot of reporters, but everyone anyone who has any type of like, you know, politicians, celebrities all the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the FBI did have something to say. Uh, John Nacosta tweeted, the FBI replies to Matt Taibbi, quote, the FBI regularly engages with private sector entities to provide information specific to identified foreign malign influence actors, subversive, undeclared covert or criminal activities private sector entities independently make decisions about uh, yada yada yada. Right. So that, the so that's like, that's the cover.
2: Yeah. Right. How independent are their decisions necessarily? Right. It's like Right. Like like as you said like uh, the mafia coming up to your store and saying, "It'd be a real shame if something happened to your store. You should pay us." It's like you can make the case that, "Well, they're just independently giving this security firm some money." Exactly. Well, you, could, you could say that, but is that truthful, factual and truthful? Uh,
0: maybe not. Probably not. And you know, this is happening on every fucking website. I mean, we know that the DHS had a, had a specific web page on Facebook. They mm-hmm. could go and submit content to Facebook through a specific portal that they had. Yeah. This is happening on all these websites right i don't know I don't know if I would call it here's here's I don't know if I would call it surveillance necessarily. They're looking at public tweets, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: becomes surveillance when they're asking Twitter for the location data. oh yeah, that's fucked, but there's also the third party doctrine all all they need for your bank account data is to send a nice letter to your bank, like it's you know what I mean,
2: yeah. That's that's it's a just like formality. Doctor. It's just yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But they, but it's the kind of thing. <clears throat> I think I, I, I think a suit is going to be filed. Oh, I, I think absolutely. I think someone's going to try it for at least. Yeah, and, and and I think given the, given the, <clears throat> given the case law surrounding things like this. I think mm-hmm. the government loses. Cuz I don't know Hopefully. how I don't know how dedicated somebody like Joel Roth is who would have to be a witness in the case. I don't know how dedicated somebody like Yul Roth is to covering this up. Mm-hmm. Are you are you are you dedicated to this enough to catch a perjury charge?
2: Right. Like how how, you can sometimes you can get people to fall on the sword, but at a certain point you have to incentivize it more than just like, uh, you know, what do they have to gain for doing this? Like, what do they have to gain for falling on the sword like this uh, that they're going to like, you know, like it almost seems like it'd be more beneficial to say, yeah, we did it and just go on from there. You know what I mean? and trying to like double down, triple down and like, you know, commit perjury.
0: Yeah, and it's different. It's different when you're it's yeah. different when you're sending emails back and forth than when you're mm-hmm. sitting in a witness box and someone's right. asking you, "What did they say to you?" You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. What was the agreement? Right. So, I don't know. I I I but I do think this is a I do think this is actionable. I do, and I do think this is a First Amendment violation. Yeah, ho- hopefully. I mean, I, 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 in any case, I, uh, in any case, I hope the government always loses. So that's, that's yeah, good. right. Um, but it's one of those things. I, I mean, to this, again, the media's backed themselves in a the corner by calling it a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that first tranche of Twitter file stuff. Can I mean, they've Thurman? probably done
2: that. I, I think they've probably done that because the FBI has probably told them similar things <laughs> like their involvement with the FBI. Would, I, I, I just just me guessing, hypothesizing. But I think that, that you could probably find similar relations uh,
0: between the FBI and the media outlets too. That is probably true. I wouldn't doubt that necessarily. Yeah. And I know there's people who are just like, what do I care about the Twitter files? Why am I sick of this?" some people listening to this mm-hmm. show? Probably thinking like, what do I care about this? Why does this yeah. matter? Um, because everybody sort of suspected this. I mean, I, I, we've said that a few times now, everybody sort of Mm -hmm. suspected that this was happening behind the scenes, but it's very, very different when you have the emails, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Would you like if you think, you know, it's one thing to think this person was murdered and then to actually see the killer with a smoking gun. Right. right. Like <laughs> there's a difference there. Like, yes, it confirms our suspicions, but it's it's
0: another thing you know, to actually see it. it. It it rises to another level. It does. This is the kind of thing we can sit down and, and and theorize all day about, well, what if the FBI is telling them what to do? Well, we now know the FBI was telling them what to do. Right. Yes. That matters. That that really does matter. Uh-huh. And if if it if not, just because now we're sure, right? Mm-hmm. Then legally, yeah. Because as much as 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 little faith as I tend to have in the courts holding government accountable, mm-hmm. I know that the case law is there. Uh, the 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 general notion of violating people's rights under the cover of a private actor's liability shield has been dealt with in the courts. Mm -hmm. So, as little faith as I have in the court system to hold the government accountable, I think this is one of those cases where if they didn't, it would look really, really, really bad. Right. To anyone who knows what's going on.
2: It seems to me, obviously, I'm an outsider in, uh, in this um, uh, in this wheelhouse, but it, it seems to me that sometimes the government will sacrifice some of their like own people to like, a, in some sense, just so it looks like there's some presumption of fairness still going on. Like yes. when the spotlight is really on them, when heat's really on them, they will shed off what what is necessary to keep the ostensible. Um, feeling of fairness, that they're they're just this fair, objective
0: entity because they never want to make it too explicit that, yeah, they're just all a bunch of crooks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the court's happy to the Supreme Court, especially is happy to make carve outs in every single of your right, every single one of your rights, except the First Amendment. For some reason, the Supreme Mm -hmm. Court's jurisprudence on the First Amendment tends to be very, very, very good. And I I think personally, it's because that's the most obvious way you, you you subjugate people.
2: Right. You give them a little bit. Right. You make them feel like, oh, you're being, you know, you're being fair here. Oh, you're talking about like freedom of speech is ignored.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm I'm, okay. I'm, I'm saying I think I think the most obvious way that the government that a government subjugates its people is by controlling their speech. And, and the Supreme Court yeah. has been so hard on the First Amendment because it's kind of an obvious instance of. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Whereas, right, they want when, to
2: master tyranny, they don't want it to be explicit. Yes, so exactly. It can do something, they have to make you feel like you're free uh, in order to enslave you.
0: Yes, exactly. There's, there's no, they can't come out and say, um, they can't come out and say the Fourth Amendment doesn't matter, right? But they can exactly. say, well, the third party doctrine means that any information that's available to a third party, the government can just go get when they write a nicely worded letter, right. Well that's that that effectively you you you've lost your privacy at that point to some extent. Right. You've but, eliminated
2: the spirit of the 4th amendment yes. by going around, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. By doing an end run to an end run around it. But end runs around the 1st amendment tend to be looked down upon by the court cuz they're very very obvious. <laughs> right. And because it's something people get mad about. I mean, nobody can tell you. I don't oh, yeah. think, I don't think people can tell you about like a policy that violates the eighth amendment. You know what yeah.
2: I, mean? I mean? I think, I think generally, and this isn't all universally true in America, but I think out of all the rights, most Americans generally all agree on the first amendment being good. Uh, yes, usually, uh, now there are obviously instances when people will be hypocrites and say, they should censor this person. But on the whole, uh, it, it, generally speaking, that is the one most people can unite around under most circumstances. Yes.
0: Um, I think most, most people, people agree it's right while totally not understanding what it means. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it, because it, the, 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 uh, the number of people who think that hate speech is a crime in the United States, uh-huh. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Or the number of it's, people uh, who think that incitement isn't what it is like,
2: ugh. Right. Yeah. It, it's also funny to me that uh, – well, it's not funny, but it, it's it's interesting to me because, like, I, I think when a lot of people – so a lot of times when uh, people who like the state will critique anarchists, they'll be saying, well, look, the state does defend our freedoms. They, the, it, they can use the example of, look, our First Amendment rights are generally held intact by the Supreme Court, and uh, the state generally, like, stops people or institutions from – or, like, they stop themselves, like, in some sense, uh, from violating the First Amendment. Well – you can say this is true to a certain extent, but that's the the whole point that the state has an incentive to do that is the only if people saw the state as just another criminal organization, it would lose its legitimacy Yes. Right? so they have to they have to dabble they have to get their foot in the door to some extent in order to may use workarounds to take away your freedom they yeah. They can't just like explicitly do so because then they would lose their legitimacy not just as a as a government on the whole but as a western government as a liberal democracy um so they have to use workarounds they have to do it subversively in some sense uh, in order to take away your rights yep yep exactly and, and that the, means and, appearing to defend freedom to some extent sometimes yes. the government will appear to do that but it's not they're doing that to serve some other more insidious end usually
0: yes exactly and the and the the again t- to that point yeah the Yes, the 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 Supreme Court might be pretty good on the First Amendment, sure, but that's not your freedom. Your right. freedom isn't the First Amendment. Your freedom is 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 at least legally all of it, all of those amendments, including the Ninth mm-hmm. and Tenth, um, which are ignored largely in the, in the in the in the jurisprudence. The poor Ninth Amendment guy, like strangled in the crib.
2: And I was know, just like.
0: Uh- <laughs> Poor thing. I know. And so did the privileges or immunities clause in the 14th Amendment. Mm -hmm. Like, the privileges or immunities clause got fucking gutted right after it was born. And it it is. Mm -hmm. uh, The stupidity of the absolute. The absolute lack of attention paid to the problems with gutting the privileges or immunities clause. Anyway, um, (laughs) because that's a very specific problem uh, that a very specific set of people. Uh, talk about a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm among them, but the uh, <laughs> they uh, I, I I just find myself thinking about how this goes down if you get Yol Roth on the stand, right? And yeah, I, I, be I, really- I I don't know. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, no, I yeah I, I have no idea either, but I, I know
0: it would be interesting to watch. It'd be very interesting to watch. But we wouldn't be able to watch it watch it because federal courts right. don't allow cameras. Um Yeah. By the way, that was another thing. Uh now thinking of that, uh that comes to mind because there were all these people who were talking during the Johnny Depp trial, uh they were talking about um the Jelaine Maxwell trial is going on at the same time and they're not broadcasting that. What's going on with that? Da, 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 da. And it's like the federal courts have never, ever, ever allowed cameras in the courtroom, ever. Right. That's always been against the rules. You think you're making a point, you're, you're really just not. You're, that's never been. Yeah. State courts can allow cameras, federal oh, courts never, what never, is never the, do.
2: What is the reason? Do they have to give a specific reason? Is it Court of public opinion is that why,
0: or <sighs> it's one of those things. There, uh, the 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 courts are open, trials are open. You can go watch them like a spectator. You are free to do uh-huh. that. Um, but there's been some reticence on the federal bench to allow, um, and I believe this comes down from the Supreme Court to allow like real time broadcasting of events in the federal courts. Hmm. The the I I think they're in conflict. I, I I personally think that that there's no good reason, at least not to allow audio broadcast.
2: Right. I, yeah. I, like I was wondering if are they worried about like juror safety potentially there or well they can they just don't point the camera at the jurors. Right. I know. I'm I'm saying that. I'm saying that they they might think that. Oh well, if there's cameras, they could, it, there could be you know some problem. It, it could accidentally happen.
0: Oh, I know but, stuff like um, that. Like the, the need to protect the privacy of certain people is the reason that you don't, that you don't have like, uh, like regular cameras in the courtroom, uh-huh. like even from right. way back in the day. Um, and I, yeah. I personally think it's just vestigial of that time. Personally, mm-hmm. I think it's just vestigial of the time when it was, no, 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 we're not going to allow still photography in here. Um, right.
2: And so it just, it's like, held they, on. it's like they forgot the reason yeah, but they still went with the principle, even though the reason for the principle isn't really necessary anymore, or like yeah, not yeah.
0: as not as uh, pertinent, I guess. And I'm sure it's articulated somewhere. I just haven't read it. Um, mm-hmm. But the uh, I really want the Chris Chan trial to be. Uh, oh God, that'd be, be great. Like That would be so good. <laughs> that thing's gonna be a fucking circus, man.
2: Imagine, imagine you're the juror. And they're like, all right, uh, here you go. And then it, it's like his entire life story on
0: YouTube, <laughs> like just or something like that. I don't know what they've done with that. Yeah, the, the meme where it's like uh showing the jury the the fifty, sixty part Chris Chan documentary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh I'm not sure what they've done with that case, but if I'm his attorney, I don't know if I want a jury trial. Just because I know it's gonna oh. be a fucking circus. Yeah. You know what I mean? An absolute yeah, yeah, yeah. circus. I want. I might want to try to do as closed door, uh, arguing to the judge as much of that as possible. Uh, yeah, because the fucking oh boy, uh, 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 a a. <laughs> can you imagine the circus? Oh, <laughs>
2: uh, I can, and I want to. Yes.
0: <laughs> it reminds me there was a there was a murder trial here in town actually recently with a uh, a defense attorney who I I admire um was defending a security guard who had shot a guy um and the investigation was uh half-assed as they usually are um mm-hmm. there was there were like eyewitnesses the cops didn't even get Accounts from eyewitnesses to the event of course not. but he was per- he was positing a self defense uh defense which which um it seemed like it could have worked um he ended up getting uh so in Texas, you have two phases to a trial you have your uh sentencing phase and your guilt and innocence phase mm-hmm. and uh sentencing is done after guilt and innocence right, right and you can choose if you want a judge to sentence you or the jury to sentence you mm. in many cases you can choose and they went with the jury and they got 7 years 7 years on what i think was a murder too mm. so th- they felt bad for him and they weren't confident in the investigation but they still convicted mhm but i don't know why i don't know why i was reminded of that Oh, uh, we were talking about Chris Chan the oh Chris yeah, Chan yeah, trial. yeah, 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 because I don't know how i don't know I don't know how much in that in that trial, that was a bit of a circus too, because this guy that had been killed, he was a homeless guy uh now, but many years ago he was on like a roller skating team and stuff oh, okay, and a bunch of them showed up and and we were, we're kind of being rowdy, like wearing their roller skating team gear
2: hmm Oh, okay, I see.
0: But not a single one of them uh, got up there to make a statement at sentencing, which tells me they didn't actually know him that well. <laughs> right, they and were they just, they like, wrecking
2: one of their boys. Right. Like, but not actually, yeah.
0: And they certainly weren't, like, close to him now. Mm-hmm. Because none of them got up to speak at sentencing, which you can do if you think somebody's gonna be able to help you, you know, at your sentencing, the prosecution can say, yeah, give us give a victim impact statement,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they didn't, and I don't know why you would not want that, it, unless they didn't actually know the guy anymore. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just uh, trying to think of the Chris Chan tra-
2: trial and thinking of like past people from his life uh, taking the stand or oh something. Oh my gosh like the victim impact you know, statements you remember the seinfeld uh finale the very last episode yes. and then like everyone's on the stand from the past episodes and like talking about their experiences with the group that's how i imagine it uh, <laughs> <laughs> just everyone from chris chan's like documented life on youtube coming up <laughs>
0: I wonder. I wonder if they're gonna try. If if you try to mount a defense for Chris Chan, uh huh. The defense that you try to mount. Oh God, I can't. Ugh. The defense that you try to mount is that he's a retard who was tricked into it by somebody on the internet.
2: Yes, right? which to an extent is true. Uh, is what is happened? Fair, somewhat true. Yeah. 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 It wasn't an FBI agent's daughter, or yes. something. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, the daughter of an FBI guy. So what's his so, name?
2: Ted Lau. Ted Lau. Did you did you? Know, were you overseeing this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did Ted Lau. Know,
1: did you know, this know
0: about dead this? Dead. Did, you know? Did, you, <laughs> did you know? About this Ted Lau.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you have oversight over the Chris Chan operation?
2: Yeah. Were you oversighting it? Were you overseeing?
0: No, yeah, were you oversighting the Chris <laughs> Chan? <operation? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> exactly. God, but what a um. I'm looking uh, here. Let me pull up the poll and see where it is. Because now I'm 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 kind of obsessed with this poll that's going on. It looks like he's gonna. It looks like it's gonna be no. Or uh, yes. It looks like it's gonna be yes. He should step Ooh. down. It's fifty-seven to forty-two at the moment. Ten hours left. Who oh boy yeah that, that'll be interesting that will be very interesting Uh it's there's a guy who's claiming that he was told to step down by the Saudis but I don't know where this guy would have gotten this information but they were yeah, just knows? at a football game together so mm. he might have been no <laughs> <laughs> right uh was there anything else that you wanted to cover? I know it's a short show today, but what we're doing, uh, just to yeah. you know, peek behind the curtain, what we're doing, we didn't bring much for this episode because we are about to record the Christmas episode.
2: Yes. The episode will be coming out on Christmas, not Monday, on
0: Christmas yes, Day. Yes, on Christmas. Episode. Understanding, yeah, of why, course, right. that most people will probably listen on Monday, but it's thematically relevant yeah. to release it on Christmas. Exactly. Yes, correct. Yes.
2: Yeah. We're not and expecting so, anyone to like, listen to it while they're doing any Christmas activities or anything like that. But it, as, as Dean said, it's thematically appropriate for it. So.
0: Absolutely. It's going to be really, really, really good. I'm very, very excited for it. Um, yeah. Should we I don't think I is? had anything. Uh, no, let's, let's leave that as a uh, let's leave that as a surprise. Okay. It's very good and it's very interesting and it's very Christmassy. Um, yes. Though not it's entirely of, it's like... one of
2: my all-time real true stories uh, about Christmas. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite histor- one of my favorite historical events ever actually. one of the
0: greatest yeah. christmas stories
2: ever ever to have i'm sure some people who are, uh historically attuned will probably can probably guess what we're yes, going to talk about i would yeah. think so
0: Maybe um that is a hit yes uh very 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 cool very cool historically relevant events um and the that will be coming out uh, as we said on christmas because it's the thematically relevant um Like I said, I expect most people will probably listen on Monday, but (laughs) it feels weird to release a Christmas episode on Monday Exactly. after Christmas. It's like Christmas is over. Why would would we do that? So yeah, so short episode today um, because we're probably going to be recording for a little bit (laughs) for the Christmas episode. (laughs)
1: Um,
2: Uh, Yeah, I think that's all I had. I can't really think of anything else uh, off the my head i'm sure once we stop recording i'll think of like two or three things i'm like oh shit i could
0: have brought that up but yeah no that's uh yeah oh sure uh but that's okay that's okay um kind of ran out of steam on twitter files thing anyway uh (laughs) uh, and that was the last thing that i had that was that was the thing i really wanted to talk about was the twitter files thing um yeah Yeah. it's more of an update on that stuff anyway because we did talk about it when uh, we talked about kanye yeah uh, and
2: well, you know, uh, if you have money, uh, go buy your boomer grandparents a Trump NFT, uh, <laughs> and uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> go buy your grandpa a nifty. <laughs> yeah, <a> nifty. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yep. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.